Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast. Little bit of a switch up this week, Russ. We're taking a pause from the breakdown series to cover Sunbelt Media Days. Actually, recap Sunbelt Media Days. So we'll pick up with the breakdown series on the next episode. But this is also going to be a little bit of a uh, mashup. Let's call it a mashup, right? Because we're recording some of the episode tonight, uh, which is Friday night. And then we're going to have a continuation on Monday where we finish up the episode because we have a guest that we're bringing on. And, uh, you know, I guess we can talk about that now since it'll be happening in real time. So Monday will be when we finish the episode, we'll we'll be welcoming Ben Westfall to the show here to talk about the Stampede. Of course, that's the reincarnation of the student organization, the student booster club, if you will, at Marshall. Uh, Ben's been elected the president of the Stampede, so we're going to hear from him in a little bit and get the lowdown on on the Stampede and what they're hoping to do this year. And, and uh, of course, we want to help them grow immensely this year because I think, you know, I, I'm not alone in this, Russ, but to me, the, your fandom begins really, really hardcore as a student. Mm-hmm. And getting involved in in uh, stuff like the Stampede is what's going to make an active fan alum and a lifelong hardcore fan, which is what Marshall needs more and more and more and more of. You can't ever have enough people that are willing to donate, willing to buy season tickets, that are willing to drive two, three, four, five hours every game day weekend to catch the game at the Joan. And it's all going to start mostly unless you just grow up in that diehard herd household which i didn't you know I, I i earned my fandom as an undergrad so i can speak to that firsthand uh so we'll hear from ben in a little bit and of course we got five things every herd fan needs to know and we're going to go around the herd but uh follow us on twitter at thundercast underscore pod of course we really want you to go subscribe to the youtube channel and of course now we're on instagram and threads and russ is operating the facebook page like a champ but we've got a little bit that we want to get through this evening so let's get a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com if you've been hurt in a wreck visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on facebook Matt and Jason are experienced injury lawyers in Huntington who have helped many people just like you with claims throughout West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. Car wrecks, truck wrecks, and injury claims aren't just something they do, it's what they do. Find them at 304carwreck.com. All right, let's get this bad boy rolling. Uh, Give me five things that every herd fan needs to know this week. All right, well, this week we have six things every herd fan needs to know this week as usual, brought to you by IgniteLink, the Tri-State's premier IT management team. KD, we're going to start off with uh, one I think that we'll be a little bit passionate about, have some good uh, passionate about, have some good uh, discussion. The Sunbelt coaches got together and they ranked the teams for the preseason, and Marshall came in fourth. That's the first part of this thing. 
And then they selected the first and second team all Sunbelt Conference, and that's the second part. So let's talk about the team ranking as fourth overall first, and then we'll get into these individuals on first and second team. Okay, so maybe a little bit of a different opinion than what you were maybe <laughs> expecting me to say. I'm for it. I'm glad we're at fourth, right? Because that means nobody is taking the herd seriously. For some reason, they thought we were this kind of one-year deal. I don't get it, you know, because – that defense is projected to be as good or maybe better than last year. Uh, yeah, Kalen Labor went for over 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. But, hey, Rasheen Ali missed three-fourths of the season, if not a little bit more. I don't know the percentage. But he's back. Cam Fancher is further developed. Uh, we've got some playmaking wide receivers, the, the uber-flexible tight end room. So, good, good. I'm really glad that Marshall is right here in the – fourth spot because that just means they can look up at app state and think app's going to bounce back from six wins to first place uh, they very well may right i don't know but all i know is marshall was a nine win ball club last year really close to being a 10 win ball ball club last year and really close to representing the east in that sunbelt conference championship game coastal carolina backed into that game they know it Otherwise, if James Masson would have been eligible, they'd have been in the game. So, whatever. Uh, I'm cool with it. Fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll play a little bit of the underdog role. That's fine with me. I, whoever voted for us, we appreciate it. I, I saw the herd got two first-place votes. Whatever, man. I'm cool with fourth. All right. So, we need to clarify because I didn't say this. Uh, I'm figuring everyone knows, but it's fourth in the East. Yeah, uh, that, that we're talking about here. And uh, four different teams received first place votes. We got two of those. And, you know, with so few votes, 14 votes, you have to think those top four teams, you know, you have a vote for whoever was number one and, you know, they flip flop that with somebody else. You could have those top three, top four looking totally different with just one or two different votes. So it's not like the... Uh, USA coaches poll or the uh, uh, AP poll where there are thousands of points going around. Uh, we're looking at 14 coaches in most places that I've seen. You don't vote for yourself. I don't know if that was a restriction here or not, but we still got two first place votes. We still got some respect. It's very crowded on the East and over on the West. They only had two teams. Uh, and then some also rans is the way that it looked like for their voting over there. They split uh, first place votes amongst two. It just looks like everyone's saying, hey, this is a competitive East division and I'm with you. It's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder for the team. It's a little locker room talk, a uh, little thing that they can put up there and say, hey, they want to disrespect us. They want to put us down here. Let's go out and show them. Yeah. That's fine with me. I'm okay with it, right? That, to me, yeah. that takes a lot of the pressure off. I mean, even though this is just a coach's poll, right? But it's still a ranking, and it's a relevant ranking because it's your own conference mates, <clears> you know, the <throat> head coaches or whoever's voting for it. It's yep. supposed to be a coach's poll, but who doesn't? Yeah. So this takes all the pressure off of these guys to go, all right, fine. You don't want to – we got nothing to lose here just to yeah. go out Over and kick, kick your ass week in and week out. Yeah, overlook us. All right, second part of this is uh, first team. We have uh, Logan Osborne, uh, Eli Neal, Micah Abraham, and Owen Porter. And then on the second team, we've got uh, Rasheen Ali and Ethan Driscoll. Yeah. Thoughts I mean, on the, those? The usual suspects, right? I, I'm still okay with um, 
Rasheen Ali not getting these, you know, first place nods because he he didn't do it last year, right? That's completely fair to me. Uh, you fully expect to see Porter and Abraham and and uh, at least one of our linemen. It, it, it's wild because some ranking will have Driscoll up there as a first team All SBC performer. Some will have Osborne. Some will have both. So it, I expect to you know kind of pick and see one of our linemen, but uh, the rest of the guys are not surprising. That's who you expect to see, right? The the big three that made the announcement, that made the return. They're back, and and they deserve to be where they are. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it, I guess. All right, well, here's my take, and I'm a, I'm a totally different animal on this. This is extremely disrespectful to Rasheen Ali, and uh, I think that Frank Gore is great and talented, but he is extremely overhyped because of that bowl game last year. And let me rattle off some things here real quick on Frank Gore. And this will just show you um, 32 carries for 178 yards in the opener in four overtimes against Liberty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Took him four overtimes to get to that. Then the next game, seven carries for 10 yards. Next game, seven carries for 82 yards, 16 carries for 44 yards against Tulane, 15 carries for 67, 19 for 96, 20 for 91, 23 for 87, 11 for 87, 13 for 46, 20 for 66. That's going into the final game. He only had the one game in four overtimes that he's had over 100 yards rushing. Then goes off against ULM, a not very good ULM team in the in the final 24 carries, 199 yards. And then in the bowl game against Rice, this is where he just went off. 21 carries, 329 yards, 15.7 average. Right. His average shot way up those last two games. And, I mean, I know it's a he, he did do that, but he didn't do it all season long. No, so, and it, here's the thing, right? It, because when you're talking about Frank Gore particularly, mm-hmm. it's not just the rushing because everybody got captivated by that super back term because he mm-hmm. was playing a little quarterback and, you know, he was throwing passes and doing all this. So there's a little bit of an aura there. I get it, man. I get it. We would be pounding our chest too if that was our guy that was doing that. And, and, and folks were saying, well, this guy didn't even play but three games last year. I understand. That's why I'm saying I'm okay with it. Because all these voters, all these pollsters, whatever you want to call them, by about week four, five, I think folks will be like, okay, we kind of got that one wrong, <laughs> you know, because Ali will have had an opportunity to show the Sun Belt, hey, I was just injured last year. I didn't like lose my ability. That's why I'm okay with this preseason stuff. Now, midway through the season, if Ali's going nuts and Gore's having a repeat performance of what you just ripped off and they're still pumping up Frank Gore over Ali or still pumping up another running back over Ali, then I'll, I'll have a problem. But I, I, right now I don't really have a problem because he just need his, needs more opportunity to go out there and make some jaws drop, you know, make some eyes open up really wide. And, that, and I fully in, uh, anticipate that happening. I can see that. I can appreciate that. 
I just think that so many people are sleeping on him and it's these other coaches uh, that are sleeping on him. Uh, But I just can't get behind two massive games or, you know, something like that being the, the entire season to where, you know, something happens that one of those uh, runs, two of those runs, he doesn't break. And I know he did it, but we're talking about a drastically different scenario here on how many yards he had and how many uh, yards per carry he had. It, it's just super inflated by those two games. And I want a back, if I'm going to have a back that I say, this is your first team guy in the league. I want a guy that does it week in and week out, whether that's Rasheen Ali or whomever. And to me, Frank Gore just wasn't that guy last year. See, here's another thing, right? One of those, um, when it gets down to a close scenario, a lot of times you'll look at a game where the two teams played one another and see how it, you know, who had the best individual performance in that game. And, and Gore has not had to face this herd defense at all. And right. Rasheen Ali has not had the opportunity to face this Southern Miss defense. And that's not a disrespecting comment towards Southern Miss's defense. I'm just saying both of these marquee backs have not faced the other's defense to see who's who when it's a head-to-head matchup. And I don't know that they will, right? I have I I, I don't know if, if Gore's a senior or not. I don't I really don't know. If he's a junior and and the SBC pairs us in a crossover game next year, maybe we'll get the opportunity. But that means that uh, you know, Ali has to return, and and Gore has to return. I just don't know his class status. So he's he's listed as a junior, right? Okay, now. so the opportunity is theoretically there if everybody comes back. But it, it, I think that would be really unfortunate. I know not too many movers and shakers from the Sunbelt Conference are probably listening to our podcast, but they should be. But anyway, that's a that's a really um, solid out of conference matchup. If you want. Next year, think about if they come back. That could be two of your marquee, marquee players in the entire conference. Yeah. I would think you would want that game on the schedules to be able to boast and build up on the Sun Belt slate. And I've always liked Southern Miss. I Me like too. their fans. I like their uh, their their team, and I like the tailgating scene that I keep hearing about. That I want to go down there for, so I hope that we do play them very Yeah, me too. I miss playing them, man. We played them for 15 straight seasons in the Conference USA, and now we haven't played them in quite a while. And no disrespect uh, from us uh, to gloss over these uh, first team and second team guys. Congratulations, big honor. And uh, I got a feeling at the end of the year when they do the postseason stuff, we're going to have maybe these guys and a couple more on there. Yeah, of course, yes. Congratulations to all those guys also, yeah. But I'm with you. I think there's going to be some guys that elevate and and come out of the the fog a little bit to arrive on the scene, so to speak. All right, number two, uh, Marshall is instituting a clear bag policy at MU Athletics events. And if you want, you can get your regulation Marshall-branded bags and clutch on HerdZone.com. Yeah, I think it's just time, you know. Uh, they got to do something to speed up the process of entering the games. Right. We, we know with some of the other things that are going on that, that are going to slow down entering the games. So a clear bag policy is like commonplace, every, yeah. li- like literally everywhere else. Everywhere you go. You go to a concert, uh, if they allow bags. If then, they even yes. have a bag policy. Yeah, it, it is clear bags just about everywhere. If you go to a Reds game, clear bag, you know. Yeah. Um, I've seen people uh, on social media uh, 
raking people over the coals over this. Hey, get out of Huntington and go somewhere else, and you're going to see all this at any kind of venue you go yeah. to. We are lagging way behind. And, yes, we have Campus Carry that is going to come in before next season. Unless something drastic changes, It the law has already been uh, set that it'll be next season. So that is going to slow down everything. We need to go ahead and have this in. I can tell you all kinds of stories about when I carried in diaper bags and how long it took to get through. Yeah. If you have a clear bag, that's just quicker you get through. I've seen people complain and say, well, but it, it doesn't have to be a size regulation because we're not go getting on an airplane and you don't have an overhead. Hey man, you only have so much room in front of your seat. Yeah. You well, know? how much, how much shit do you need in a football game anyway, man? You don't, need I don't a know. Whole lot of <laughs> maybe a blanket, maybe a, you know, a set of mittens or something. I mean, yeah. you don't need like a, like a three day backpack for a three hour the football game. The blanket doesn't have to go in the bag either. I mean, <laughs> if it's outside of the bag, they can see that you've got a yeah. blanket, you know? Yeah. So, uh, it, it, but you can't take something in the size of a suitcase and put it in front of your seat. You know, you've got only so much room there. Yeah. So they have to have some kind of regulation. I've also seen a bunch of people saying that Marshall created this so they could get, uh, do a money grab to get these bags sold. No, it's now and that we have there. one. Yeah. But now if you have the bag policy, it's like, if you want a Marshall bag, here's yeah. a Marshall bag. You don't have to buy a Marshall bag. Right. I've seen people misunderstanding and saying, well, they won't let you in unless you've got a Marshall bag. That's no. not true. You know, it's just whatever you bring in has to be clear if you want one and you want one that fits the regulations. So you don't have to go in and say, hey, I think this one fits and you get there and find out it doesn't yeah. just buy the Marshall one. Yeah. Or and, don't bring a bag. Or don't bring a bag. But you're yeah. right, man. It's they're they're everywhere, right? The, it's the clear bag policy is everywhere. Yeah, it just speeds things along, and that's what you want. You don't want to. Okay, do you want to stand in line behind forty people going through each individual purse when it's November, or do you want to get in, get situated, try to get a little warmth, get the blanket spread out, hot coffee, whatever, quick as possible, right? Yeah. This is where a clear bag policy comes into play. Not to mention just the safety issues. It, it, just just do it. It's not a big deal. It's it's not a huge deal. If you're curious about the sizes, though, you'll be able to find that information on Herd Zone. If you don't want to buy the Marshall bag, that's fine. But you you do want to get a bag that falls within the regulation sizes. You don't want to you know find yourself having to go back to the freaking car and all this kind of crap. So you might as well get on it now. I mean, it's not even August yet, so you've got a full month to get yourself prepared. Don't wait until the day before you're at the gate and be like, oh, right, I've, that's right, clear bag policy. That's yeah. Just just take care of it now. Uh, number three, women's basketball has the Bart Andrews Memorial Golf Scramble on August 14th at Guyant. That sounds like a pretty cool event, doesn't it? I mean, I'm not a golfer, but uh, this is a pretty cool type. I've never, I don't recall the uh, a golf scramble for women's golf, maybe or maybe or I'm sorry, women's basketball. Maybe they have one before, but yeah, they 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 keep doing it, and it's um, I don't know how many years, but this is an annual event for uh, the Bart. Uh, I think we talked about it last year. Bart Andrews. I, mean, I don't have the greatest memory, man. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you tell the folks about uh, this event and uh, how we're involved a little bit? Okay. Well, first of all, it's, it's a fundraiser for the women's basketball team, right? So if you want to get involved, if you like playing golf, you can play, you can sign a team up and, and get in the scramble, of course. 
Um, if you're a business owner and you want to sponsor, then you can, they have sponsorship opportunities. You can sponsor a whole and it's not that, not that expensive. It's like 150 bucks. And then they have another tier of sponsorship. I don't know what that is. It was but, a corporate non-golfing sponsorship and it was $500. Yeah. I knew it was 500 bucks, but I just didn't know what it, what it was. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's a really cool opportunity to get involved and, uh, you know, Russ and I were talking and we said, hey, why don't we get involved, right? We, we love helping the herd. We, we buy tickets and we give those away. This seems like something we should do because we can, right? And, of course, Russ was like, yeah, I think we should. So I emailed uh, Maggie at uh, the women's basketball officers. I said, introduce myself. I said, hey, I think we'd like to uh, sponsor a whole. Can you tell me more about it? And can you uh, give me more info? It was a series of two or three emails, a link, and bam, paid through right through HerdZone, done and done. Uh, the mm -hmm. cool part about that is that, you know, we get a sign at the beginning of our hole, whichever hole it is, and uh, that that identifies us as the sponsor of that hole. So if you're playing in the tournament, uh, you'll see the Thundercast logo. You'll see uh, our, our name, our email address, and there's a QR code. Also, and if you scan that with your phone, it's going to take you to all of our social media links, a little landing page to where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, like the Instagram, like everything that we have, and go to thundercast.online. So um, if you find yourself golfing and you're like, hey, I like these guys, and you want to get involved with us, you know, uh, see about sponsorship opportunities and uh, things like that, or just want to follow and help us grow the show. We made that QR code that will hopefully be on our sign, and it will make it really easy for you to do. But this was really a no-brainer, right? I mean, a great way to help out women's basketball. Yeah, and if you're listening right now, you already probably go to a lot of those or some of those uh, sites that will be on there. But not everybody that's in your golfing crew may do that. And instead of saying, yeah, go here and that, you can just say, yeah, pull out your phone, scan this, and right there they can go and like all these uh Pages like follow, uh, send us uh, an email from right there. Uh, whatever you want to do, get your friends following the Thundercast, and maybe we can open up their hearts a little bit more to following the herd. Yeah, I mean, well, and like I said before, they're sponsored. We have so many sponsorship opportunities, right? Because we have, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Football season's coming up big time. We do tailgates all the time, and we had some sponsors for our tailgates last year, and. And we offer some great perks for doing that, uh, that that really open your business up to the folks you're trying to reach, right? Herd fans that live in the local area. And we can also connect you with people that are listening all around the country and sometimes all over the world. I think we have some like military folks or whatever that are Herd fans that are listening in other countries because the metrics tell us that folks are listening across the world. And it's pretty cool. So, you know, email us and see what we can do for you. All right, number four here is Paint the Capital City Green is August the 10th at 6 p.m. in Charleston. It'll be at Jaeger Airport in that uh, Marshall hangar, again, just like last year. Probably have the plane on display. You can get up and see that, uh, maybe get up in it, photo opportunities. But uh, I heard it was a, a good time last year in that hangar, and uh, they decided to bring the event back there. How cool was that? Just moving the, just changing the venue. I bet you that changed the whole vibe of that, you know, because it's, yeah, yeah, you're indoors, but you're also outdoors. You know what I mean? So it, it, uh, and you're in something that's, 
that's ours now. You know, it, it paint the capital city green was, was not an event that I was ever able to go to, but we have friends, we have, uh, we have uh, mutual friends that are heavily involved in those events and go to those events. And they always rave about how good of a time they are. And when you see clips of them and you hear some of the interviews, they always give away great prizes and stuff yeah. like that. It's a great, great event that helps uh, bolster some support for the herd in the Charleston Metro area. You know, we, we got a pretty good stranglehold in, in Cabell County and a good chunk, if not all of Putnam County and Wayne County, but venturing into Kanawha County can sometimes be a little tougher. You yeah. know, that that's where the, uh, the blue and gold, starts to take hold a little bit and you know that's that's really the area that you really want to turn a little bit more green and white if you can so this is a great annual event and i hope i hope it has a huge turnout yeah our charleston and valley uh, friends that go to this every year talk about it a uh, little bit more details here children under 14 it's 35 bucks to go an individual ticket is 60 dollars uh, white sponsor gets uh, a table for 10, uh, get recognition in the program and a special gift that's $1,100. And a green sponsor gets that same table for 10. Uh, it might have a Marshall coach of some sort seated at your table. You get priority seating, inclusion in all promotional materials, event program recognition, and a special gift, $2,600. So if you are a business and uh, you want to go to that and you want to take several people, you want to take clients, whatever, there are opportunities there. Get with the big green. Yeah. It's such a cool event, man. I really wish that uh, uh, now that I'm older, right, and, and uh, those sort of events appeal to me a lot more, I really wish that I wasn't 800 and some miles away so that I could, you know, drive 45 minutes down the road to, to Charleston or uh, Jaeger airport, I guess, and, and take part in that event. Cause that is one that I really wish I have been able to attend in the past. Uh, but I know I'm going to make it one of these years. I know I will just got to get a little bit geographically closer to yeah. <laughs> Charleston. I'm not, not even Huntington, Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. You gotta be, gotta be somewhere around the dartboard to be able to hit a bullseye. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah, I, I hope that I would be able to go, um, I did not get to go last year. I got invited at the last minute and uh, I was home with uh, all three kids by myself. That I should have took them. That was, <laughs> well, one, I got invited for one ticket, not for four. Uh, but yeah, I, that plane would have been flown out of there by one of my kids. I know it. Uh, number five, fans first day details. We talked about last week when they had to save the date. We said, hey, you know, they'll come out with some details. Well, they did today. So let's talk about them just a little bit. Again, this is August the 5th, and it will be at 5.30 at the Joan, and it'll go from 5.30 to 7. Last week we said 5.30 to 7.30, so right now they're capping it at 7, it looks like. So you will go in the uh, Herd Zone uh, store is how you will enter. The store will be open, obviously, to let you in, but they will have people there if you want to buy gear, and all that, then you'll go in on the concourse. They will have posters, things to get signed, and then you will make your way down to the field. They will have bingo cards for the kids, posters to sign for everyone, and they will have all fall athletic teams will have stations. So you can go from oh, station cool. to station. 
you can talk to the volleyball team. You can That's talk awesome. to the men's and women's track. You can talk to football, of course, uh, but it's not just football like last year, and it is down on the field. Remember, the turf has been taken up like it was last year, and we got new turf, so now it's back on the field again. I think that is a cool thing to encompass all fall sports. And honestly, I don't know why that never occurred to me to be a thing before, but it, it, it seems like it should have been that way, especially when they moved it into the concourse and it's in the shade. Now that's a really cool idea. Um, it's not, I, it's not in the concourse. You go into the concourse. Oh, you're down, you go down the onto the field. Yeah. Ooh, so it's going to so, be hot again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you are down on the field, uh, men's soccer, women's soccer, men's track, women's track, volleyball, football, all of them will have a station uh, opportunities to interact with those, but uh, very cool idea. And again, as we spoke last week, yeah. there is a concerted effort that everyone wants to make sure the fans are coming first in this. That's why they're calling it fans first day. They really want to make everything about fan interaction this year and for the fans to have a good experience. Well, that's a great start, giving them more than just the football team. I know that's why a lot of people want to go there. But, hey, man, there are there are fans of the soccer teams and the mm -hmm. track and field teams and the volleyball teams and everybody. You know, so I'm going to go ahead and say this now. There might be already having plans to do this, but we might as well bring it up. You need to do it in the spring. You need to have this same deal in the cam for the basketball teams, the baseball and the softball teams, like everybody before their seasons. Well, I guess the basketball team is already going to be cranking kind of full bore by the time you come back from Christmas break. So I don't know. You might want to find some kind of time to do this again to encompass those spring sports before they get fired up in a big way. But uh, that's a great – man, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm like happily surprised that they've just included all of the fall sports. I think that's so cool, man. That is really cool. KD, just like Ron Popeil, but wait, there's more. There's more. All right, so um... – they are going to do a school supply drive that will be donated to local youth. So every fan that brings a school supply item will be given a ticket special that they can use for the 2023 football season. So it may be like tickets are 15 bucks, whatever mm -hmm. your, uh, your special is. I don't know if they have random ones or if it's oh. the same for everybody, but, um, I don't know if you get to pick whatever it is. Um, it just seems like they're going above and beyond to say, how can we make this better for the fans? Yeah. The brainstorming session that must have went on for this had to have been pretty good because to have all these changes incorporated, these creative things here and uh, kudos, right? Well done. And and hopefully this goes off without a hitch and, and folks are like, Psh, that was awesome. So now you know what works and where you can improve more and what you can add without really even bottlenecking anything. This is great. This is great. This is another one of those things, man. I, I'm I am digging the 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 new fan first vibe. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you know how we hear people and often we've said in the past, you know, I mean, you and I usually uh do our ticket purchasing online or call yeah. call over there and talk to someone directly. But fans uh, always clamor for things to be easier. So while you're in attendance, fans can also purchase tickets for all fall sports. Sign up for the 23-24 Kids Club 
or stop by the Big Green Table for information on ways to give to their specific programs. Awesome. So if you want to learn about how to uh, donate directly to volleyball, to their championship fund, or women's uh, soccer directly to their championship fund, while you're there, you can just say, hey, give me some details. So if you're not computer savvy, if you're not already familiar with these things and you're looking for a way to get the information every single fall sport, you can sign up for tickets and you can find out how you can donate to their championship funds. Is there more? <laughs> no. <laughs> I tell you what, if, you, if you're one of those folks and, and you want to get involved, but you just can't seem to pull the trigger, you can't seem to... Just do it. If you have dealings with most of these folks over at Marshall and you ask these questions, they, that's what they're there for. They want to talk to you about it. They want yeah. to get you excited about uh, helping and giving back to the herd. They're going to make it as easy as they possibly can. I mean, personally, I think it's pretty easy, right? Because I get to do everything that I want to do uh, from a support standpoint from nearly 900 miles away. And when I have a question, I pick up the phone and I can call somebody and whoever answers on the other end is going to talk to me, talk me through it until I'm satisfied and have all the info I need. So yeah. there's really no excuses to not get involved on some level, some level, right? Well, not every, I can't be on the same level as other people and, and I'm okay with that. Right. But I'm involved at some level and uh, I think we can all be involved at some level. All right, so number six, uh, this broke, KD. You don't know about it yet. Maybe you've seen Maybe it on I your do. phone. Maybe you do. Maybe I do. But Marshall junior golfer Ryan Bilby fired a final round 65 to finish at 10 under overall, and he won the 90th West Virginia Open, and that was just posted at 9 o'clock right after we hit record. I did not see that, uh, but I saw something else I thought you might be talking about. Um how cool is that? The, the the won the open the amateur yeah. the amateur open dang yeah he won by uh, two strokes and uh, he that sixty five was five under on the final round so made a great push there to finish ten under uh, he uh, let's see it says he finished out in style with a birdie on number nine his final hole of the day to become the first amateur since two thousand four to hoist the trophy following a West Virginia open win. Unreal. Congratulations, man. Uh, does that mean that, that we've got ourselves a serious player coming up in, to, in, uh, for herd golf season. I mean, we, we, we are just lost one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, Tyler's ex exhaust eligibility. I think so. Uh, last thing that I want to say was, uh, he was the only amateur in the final group. So winning the West Virginia Open as an amateur, everybody, everyone else that was in the final were pros. Yeah, we're ready to take on some golf this year. <laughs> I'm for it. Let's do it. All right, so that was my six. I do have a couple of bonus ones that we didn't count in there, but tell me yours and see if we got a seventh one. Well, I just it was a recruiting thing, and I thought that's what you were going to say, so we can save it for around, for around the herd if we want to do that. Yeah. All right, so a couple of bonus things for everybody. Uh, bonus thing today started single game tickets. If you were a big green member, and uh, I purchased some uh, single game tickets both for my work and also for my family that wants to go to the Virginia Tech game, along with my kids. 
but don't forget, single game tickets are on sale if you are a big green member. If not, they will go on sale to the public next week. Uh, mini plans are still available, and season tickets are still available. You can yeah. get season tickets as cheap as $99 for the entire season. So uh, keep all this stuff in mind. Go to herdzone.com or 1 800 the herd and get yourself some tickets. Yeah, and I can't, I can't drive this home enough, right? Because you know now that single games are open, the Virginia Tech game tickets are going to go quick, right? Because Hokie fans are going to travel. Mm-hmm. And if you want that, if you want the Joan to be properly striped, then we have to do our part. We, we do. You know, the Thundercast has bought tickets, and we're going to give those away. Russ has extra tickets that he buys, you know, for himself and his family. And so he's doing his part and I really want to be able to go to that game. I really do. Uh, if I can get this, if I can secure the time off of work, I'm going to. So I'm going to do my part there to try to fill an, an extra Kelly Green butt in a seat if I can. Uh, but, man, if you it, think about it this way, you you worried about, yeah, I want to get Virginia Tech tickets, but you know, I'm not a big green member. It's an extra five bucks, you know, to, to get that you, ticket. You know how we've talked about, several times today about how fans first and things that yeah. they're trying to do to make it more fan friendly. If you bought season tickets, um, single game tickets today, each ticket was $5 off. And they specifically mentioned that doing that was one month of a big green membership. So they said, Hey, call, become a big green member, get your, uh, uh, five bucks off of every ticket you buy. If you bought six tickets today, you got six months basically free of being a big yeah. green member. Yeah. So now talk that now that's a real time herd perk right there. Yeah. You know, that's not even the local stuff that you can get off of going to dinner and, and all that kind of, that, that was a great idea too. Yeah. That was a great idea too. But man, you, we all got to collectively fill the stadium with herd fans. I mean, we got to do that. We, we want to stripe it and make it look nice. We still show photos of, the Louisville game and how good yeah. that looked. And and it looked really, really good. But, man, yeah. I would love to be able to push all that maroon just to that one sliver in the at the uh, at the visitor side end zone section and have everything else Kelly green and white. That would be so, so cool. And uh, bonus thing number two is uh, very, very soon uh, we are going to see some new Country Boy Lager herd country gear coming very soon. Yeah, I saw the tweet from the Big Green. They didn't say when. This was like a true teaser. You know, it wasn't like, look for it in two weeks. Look for it next week. No, it was like, it's coming, which um, I hate that (laughs) because I want to be poised and ready to go. You know, I didn't pull the trigger when they had the hats and they were gone in like hours, you know. And when we were in for the spring game, we were talking to Tyler Ferris about it. He was wearing one and we were talking to him about it. And he was like, oh, there will be some more gear at some point. But, uh, you know, we anticipated to go pretty quick. And I'm like, God, man, you got to give me a heads up here, man. You got to let me plan. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to charge me, if it's going to cost me 80 bucks or something like that to get a T-shirt and a hat or something like that, like, I want to make sure I got that ready to pop, like, you know, the day of. So a little heads up would be cool, please, if you guys don't mind. I mean, I love you, but got to help me out here. I want to be able to, I need a different, I need a third or fourth hat to be able to switch in and out on the podcast here, guys. I mean, come on. I've only got, I think three current Marshall hats right now. Country boy. If you're listening, 
I'm hook, trying. Hook KD up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about you in hushed tones. <laughs> yeah. Revered, revered. Yeah, Ru- Russ doesn't rock a hat. You know, he's too. I got too, all this hair, man. Look at all that. You like, can't hold I, it down. I gotta, I gotta, you know, make the vibe super casual here, or else I just, I am not feeling like myself. So, uh, I, I mean, of all the years you've known me, you've probably seen me in a hat more days than not yeah. over the past several decades. So this is just how I roll on the daily. So yeah, country boy, country boy, if you're listening, uh, you know, just DM me. I'll give you my address. No big deal. No big deal. It wasn't uh, out of uh, out of the question to see you fall asleep in a hat and wake up in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that does it for the five this week, six things plus some bonus things every herd fan needs to know this week. As always, brought to you by Ignite Link. This is a pretty entertaining five things. Uh, this week, man, I had a, a few giggles there that I wasn't ex- anticipating having, but uh, very cool. Let's take it around the herd, man. Yeah, let's go around the herd and let's start with volleyball. Extremely cool for me. Caitlin Gaylor was named director of operations. This is a brand new position. They didn't have this before. Uh, she played as recently as last year, exhausted eligibility, sticking around, and is now director of operations. That's super cool. I always love it when some of our more loved athletes get that first gig in-house, right? And, and uh, you know, she's probably very, very, very popular amongst the, the gals on the roster. And to keep somebody like that around that that is – uh, I, I don't know the, the, the proper way to say it, right? It's, it, she just means a lot to that team, and she can't play anymore. So she mm-hmm. can mean a lot to that team from a coaching standpoint or from a director of operations on staff. You know, she can still be there on the floor hooting and hollering and, and you know, providing what she's provided. I just love that, man. I love it when, when our herd athletes land that first gig at Marshall. I think that's so awesome. And – uh I know you saw the tweet and you know the story, but uh, I Mm -hmm. took Caitlin uh, to a softball game. uh, One of the several that we took the kids to this one, I believe I took Caitlin by herself. Uh, My Caitlin, my, for anyone listening that doesn't know my oldest uh, daughter is Caitlin. And I took her to the softball game and sitting behind us was Caitlin Gaylor. And I had recognized her, um, but didn't speak or anything. You know, I didn't know her. And she started talking about uh, or talking to my Caitlin because she was wearing a softball or I mean, volleyball camp uh, shirt where she had gone uh, that July. And uh, she said, oh, did you go to that camp? And Caitlin, my Caitlin, just of course, they were best friends immediately mm-hmm. and started talking for 30, 40 minutes, got a photo of them together. And uh, this summer, Caitlin, my Caitlin, is at the MU Rec Center for daycare, uh, summer camp over over every Monday through Friday. And several different weeks, Caitlin Gaylor was one of the camp counselors there mm-hmm. that my Caitlin was in that Caitlin's group. So it's always my Caitlin and the other Caitlin is, <laughs> is what they, you know, Caitlin refers to her as the other Caitlin. Caitlin Gaylor <laughs> refers to my daughter as the other Caitlin. So super, super cool. Yeah. 
All right, uh, let's go over to softball. They are looking for bullpen catchers and student managers. They specifically said if you have experience uh, with softball or baseball to get with Allie Harrell. Uh, of course, she's uh, helping out with kind of director of operations over there. So uh, if you have any desire to help out, give them a DM or a ring or something over there. You can find that information on herd zone as well. Yeah. I think this would be a really neat opportunity for, for folk or for some students to get involved with a, what's going to be a really exciting team. You know, yeah. there, there's a lot that's changed obviously, but there's also a lot that has not changed. Uh, so if you're looking for, to be a part of herd athletics, this is a great way to do it. I mean, this is a great way to do it. So I, I I don't anticipate them having too much trouble finding at least two or three people that are will raise their hand and go, yeah, I want to do that. But if you're on the fence about it, better do it because I think this is a pretty cool opportunity uh, to uh, be around one of our most winning programs for the last several years um, and just, you know, just kind of be involved. Just who doesn't want to just be involved? And that's a that's a level that, you know, uh, most folks can't be involved. You can actually help with the on-field performance. So that's that's a cool opportunity. Another thing for softball, I'm not too sure if we talked about this on a show before, but Grace Chelleman is going to be an assistant coach at Southern Miss. Yeah, I don't think I we did. I can't remember us bringing it up, so let's bring it up now. And, you know, we love Grace. We had her here on the show. Uh, such a super cool moment there uh, when we gave her – an opportunity to talk about whatever. And if you have not listened or watched that episode, go seek it out. We did a, uh, five, uh, five episodes, the five part, uh, softball series. And Russ is right. When, when Grace's episode, you know, we do like we always like to do when we have, uh, when we do shows like that, where we just turn the mic over and, and let our athletes speak. <clears throat> yeah. And man, she really, took us both by surprise. We were not expecting the conversation to, to steer that way, but I think that just speaks a lot to the type of person that Grace is and where her mind is when it's uh, not laser-focused on her craft. But she had a great summer, man. I mean, dang, fresh off of a great season with the Herd, graduates, exhaust eligibility, named a coach in the summer league up in, in the Music City Summer League of the uh, Smoky Mountain Rain. They end up winning it all. She is coach of the year. And then after that, she gets this assistant coaching gig with Southern Miss. I've had a few, like, lighthearted tweets back and forth with her about this situation. And I'm going to bring it up here because uh, I think it's funny. You know, she had announced in her own way that – or, like, she had announced that she was accepting the job. And then just a couple of days ago – Southern Miss like made it official. You know how it is. They they yeah. did the tweet with Grace and somebody did a freaking Photoshop jersey swap and there was Grace Chelleman in a black jersey trimmed in gold and it hit me. It was like she's not going to be in Kelly Green anymore. This this doesn't look right to me. So we just had a, a nice little funny back and forth moment with that. But I begged her to please at somehow some way find some possible way to put on something kelly green at all times i don't care if it's one of them silicone rings or you know whatever you know like a, a sweatband i don't care but you got a thundercast jersey gotta hook me up yeah gotta hook <laughs> me up here man give me give me something kelly green please to to help me deal with this uh 
this great player of ours that's in a different colored jersey now. It's going to be a great homecoming when they come up here yeah. to play us. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, I hope they do because they came to us this year. Yeah, I guess they? you're right. Yeah. So we might not get that for a couple of years, but still. Congratulations to her, though. I'm glad again. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here knocking on the jersey swap, but th this is a recent graduate that's now a an assistant coach, right? Like straight out and straight in. So uh, she's going to. She's going to be able to work on master's degree, I'm sure, and 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 coach her passion. So she's winning, man. She is winning. Good for her. Over in football, Randy Deuce Young, JUCO running back, uh, committed and uh, had uh, quite a. I can't remember. I think a four four eight. I think that he ran on his forty. But uh, someone was talking in the media about this winning their JUCO national championship, how he dragged three players into the end zone for the game-winning national championship winning touchdown. Yes. So uh, he went to DuPage, which is not a JC I've ever heard of to this point, but the reason for that is they're a Division three JC. So he really slipped through the cracks. Uh, but uh, the guy that um, commented that to me, was I looked at his profile – He's the athletic director at DuPage. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Well, he was probably there at the game. And he said that, uh, you know, uh, Deuce went to a camp, ran a 4-4, and, and I think you shortchanged him. If I'm not mistaken, I think he said that he drug six players into the end zone, to which I said I would very much like to see that play because uh, whether it was three, four, I don't care what it was, any type of play like that is going to get your juices flowing, and I'd like to see it, right? But, uh, yeah, Randy Young is is all in. Now, I don't know if he's going to be, like, this year or if this is going to be a next-year thing. I, I don't really know because we just had the, the Herd Zone roster updated, so I guess that we're going to have to see if he gets added this year, and then we'll know for sure. So stay tuned on that. We'll have, I guess, more info, you know, when that if he gets added to the roster or not. I'm fairly certain it was this year. I would think it would be too, but I'm just saying they just – if this happens last week and they update the roster, then we would know for sure. But they just updated the roster, so uh, I don't know. So I guess the other thing moving forward is, Russ, our daggone breakdown series episodes should be far more accurate as far as uh, what the roster reads now because it's yeah. uh, heights and weights and number of players are spot on for right now. Uh, one other thing that I want to mention here about football that just wasn't enough for a five things is that if you've seen on social media, Marshall went through, they closed down the West lot and the East lot and all that, and they painted uh, and updated all the lines and the numbers uh, for the tailgating spots, parking spots, and it looks phenomenal. And it just kind of gets the blood pumping a little bit because, hey, Football season is nigh. It is one of those things that is such a finite detail, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't really ever care that the, the, the parking lines were white and the numbers were a white square with, you know, black numbers. I didn't care. But then seeing an updated photo, I was like, that makes sense. Why weren't we doing that? And this is just another one of those boxes that gets checked that this administration has taken notice of. And they're like, that's an opportunity for us to do it better. Not just fix it, you know, and bring it up to snuff and make it look clean and new, but brand it, right? Brand it with the green, the way it should be. 
So just check another one off the box, man. I know most folks are just going to keep on. They're, they're not going to be happy ever. Some folks are never going to be happy. And a lot of folks aren't going to be happy until they get bathroom ups, uh, bathrooms updated. I get that. I'm with you. But, uh, you know, it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. So this is, a, this is just a good start. This is the exterior. This is the, hey, game one, week one, tailgate one. We're going to look fresh and clean, you know, right out of the gate. And, you know, speaking of these parking spots and tailgating spots, it – makes us think what's coming up very soon just over a month away is the the first tailgate we've talked about that quite a bit here on the show and we are having our cook team come back so there's two little things here that we need to talk about on this show about our first tailgate number one is the guys that did that uh they did the tailgate last year they did the spring game uh when they were in here for the spring game we talked about i think last week the monsoon, the typhoon came through and wiped out their gear. And some of our fans reached out and said, I would like to help them. I enjoyed the food. It was free. You talked about it. They devoted their time. They didn't get to enjoy the weekend like everyone else did. They didn't get to go into the game for as long as everyone else did. They lost gear. Even when they were tipped for the food, they donated that money to the Thunder Trust. So our fans said, how can we help? We set up a GoFundMe page for anyone that wants to do that. And as soon as this episode is over and published, we will have that published with a link uh, on social media. So you can go over and donate if you choose. So if you enjoyed that food for the spring game, and if you plan on coming over uh, to the uh, tailgate in the sea lot for the Thundercast, the first tailgate of the year, and you want to eat that free food again, if you feel like dropping a dollar or more, you have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, not only will we be tweeting about it and constantly reminding folks on all of our social media platforms to make it really easy for you to click that link and drop five bucks in the pot, uh, it's it's also going to be in the description of this episode. So if you're listening in real time, you can go, oh, well, let me do that now while they're talking about it and while I'm thinking about it. Uh, we we want to help those guys. We're not trying to make a million bucks for them, but we just want to refresh some of their gear uh, or replace some of their yes. gear, honestly. So you know, Russ and I are in. I mean, you know, we're, we're they they set set aside their time and their expertise for us. So we are obviously in and uh, are not asking you folks to do something that we are also not also doing. Yeah. So we're always all about putting our money where our mouths are and, you know, we'll be the first to donate for sure. Uh, But if you feel like helping out, if you also feel like, man, that was really good. Hey, and I plan on going back in September, then consider it, right? You don't have to do it. We're not not telling you to do it. We're, we're, we're hoping that you will like to help out, but we're not requiring it. We, we care, but we don't care, right? You do spend your money how you want to spend your money. Yeah. any, it, anything will will help these guys replace what they lost doing something special for us and for you guys. Yeah, if you want to throw a dollar on there, throw a dollar on there. The goal is seven hundred dollars, and that covers the three uh, big uh, tents that they had. One was a huge ten by twenty double tent with all the walls uh, mm-hmm. that you can put down and the door and everything. Uh, Really cool gear is a nicest Kelly green 10 by 20 tent you can find and total loss. I mean, it, the entire thing just got mangled and yeah. we've got, 
we've got photos of that and i just can't believe the wind came through and did that but i mean it it destroyed it totally, i mean totally destroyed them it did and we just want to help them out so look for that link over and over you'll see it a million times but as we're talking about it right now as you're listening right now click the spotify description link click the youtube description link and just go down there and find it you'll it's going to be right at the top it'll be the yep. first thing so uh just just help out if you if you want to is that all you got no, no. With that as well, uh, that first tailgate coming up, we have the uh, opportunity for people to sponsor this year, just like oh, they did yeah. last year, yeah. tailgates. So if you are interested in sponsoring, I put out a uh, tweet on our uh, podcast account and also put it over on Facebook as a post to where you can see all the different things that you get for sponsoring the food and the drink at our tailgates. You get a lot back out of it. And you can really, if you're a local small business owner, you can really turn this into a great opportunity for a targeted group of people that live right here in the tri-state area. Yeah. Uh, of course we want to help your business grow too that's one of the reasons that we're here it's not mm -hmm. it's not only it's primarily to get the marshall fan base galvanized and get them informed and get them excited about what marshall's trying to do and and just let them know what's going on with our teams and our athletes but also we are trying to help the local economy grow and local businesses grow and put herd fans in touch with other herd fans mm -hmm. to do business and that's an avenue that we're just lucky to have here and we want to exploit that to to help as many people as we can we help our athletes we help our admins and the university by giving and buying tickets and donating and all that stuff and we can help you by getting the word of your business out there and what better place to do it honestly than a freaking tailgate man at yeah. a herd game bring your employees over have an outing invite your clients over like whatever you know like we're providing the space so you don't have to be like man i don't know if i want to you know spend $2,000 on a couple of spots or $3,000 on a couple of spots over yeah. in a lot all year long. Yeah. We've you got can, your spots. All you got to do is uh, get the food and the drink. Yeah. Just, just get the food and the drink and, and you got to be okay with everybody that stops by to say what's up and talk herd ball with us. But other than that, you know, this is just a great, a great opportunity for you to get involved and, and uh, spread the word of your business and, 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 and reach, potential clients and customers right there, right in Huntington. And some games may be more in demand than others, right? So oh, yeah. if you want to get Virginia Tech or you want that first tailgate where we're going to have a couple of smokers in for sure, I think we're also going to have a big tailgate for Virginia Tech with some smokers. But uh, if you want to have homecoming or if you want to have that Thanksgiving uh, time, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want, you better get with us because – First come, first serve. If somebody locks it up, they lock it up. So yeah. uh, if you want a specific game, DM us now. Like ASAP. Or yeah. you can email us at thundercast.pod thundercast at gmail.com. All of the links to uh, everything you will need to contact us, you can find us freaking anywhere, right? DM us on Twitter, message on Facebook, whatever. We, we're not that hard to get a hold of. But uh, at quickly, he's right. These premier games are going to go fast. Uh, and it, it just is what it is. One last thing I've got for around the herd was baseball. We got a baseball commit, uh, that I saw just before we hit record and it's a local guy. How about that? Straight out of Cabell Midland high school, right down the road, Kenyon Collins listed as right-hand pitcher slash shortstop 
2024 kid, by the way. Um, what was he? 6'1", 190, I think. 6'1", 180. So I saw the uh, commitment tweet right before we hit the record button, and I walked upstairs here to get the studio set up. Bats right, throws right. I don't know much about stats because I didn't have time to dig into them, but I wanted to get that out there. Welcome to the herd, Mr. Collins. Keeping the hometown boys at home. You love it. I love it. I love that. One more thing for around the herd. This is not a current uh, martial athlete uh, around the herd, but it's a bunch of different former basketball players for Herd That in the basketball tournament. They beat the Zoo Crew, which was a lot of alums from uh, Pittsburgh, and then they beat Best Virginia last night. Uh, so we are recording Friday night, tomorrow at two, which by the time you listen to this, that game will have already been played, but they are playing uh, Sideline Cancer at ESPN uh, Plus at 2 p.m. Second best Virginia. <laughs> Anyhow, that's so awesome. I'm glad that that Elmore and, and uh, Tavion and, and Rondell and, and Stevie and all the guys that are hurt, actual hurt alums, were able to get uh, get that one in the in the left hand column. I know they wanted that one, and and yeah, they'll say like, well, yeah, we're friends, but when the game starts, there's no friends. But I don't. And best Virginia can say it's not a rivalry to us. It doesn't have to be a rivalry. You want to win the freaking game. Quit pretending that you don't. Right. And so if it's not a rivalry, don't talk trash all year long about it. If it's not a rivalry. But right? it does. But I'm saying it doesn't have to be. If it's just another game to you you won't have any comments to say about it. You said yeah. we're focused on what we want to do and we're, you know, but, and it wasn't that. So you, it, that's, it was like a, just a clown move. I get it. You're trying to pump your chest up. Like we're mighty West Virginia and they're lowly Marshall. Well, lowly Marshall took your ass to the woodshed. How you like me now? But, uh, but they're on a run now. I, th this is America's team. I love it. They're, they are America's team. Now, now folks, Year after year, folks on a national level get to see what we enjoyed for so many years in the Cam Henderson Center when uh, a lot of those guys were on the floor together. It, it was really cool, man. It was it was really really cool. James Kelly and uh, it was a monster. And hey, let's not even let's not even forget the fact that uh, heard that had a had a player ejected. So pfft, they they won shorthanded. So. They, they didn't just eat this one out. They dominated this game. And how better way to end it than John Elmore delivering the dagger for the Elam Ender. Awesome. That was so awesome, man. Uh, wishing those guys all the luck in the world. Of course, like you said, this game will be have already been played by the time this episode goes up. But look, uh, we're going to take a little pause here. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, with Ben Westfall about the Stampede. And we're going to revisit and recap some Belt Media Day. So stick with us. It's the Thundercast. All right. So the other side of the cut in half episode here, if you're, it's instantaneous to you folks, but for us and I, it's been a couple of days. And we've got a few things we've got to talk about. Of course, we're going to revisit some Belt Media Days and talk about some of the things that we picked up on that. And then uh, we're going to try to get Ben Westfall, the president of the Stampede, the new student booster organization at Marshall, on the show to uh, give us the lowdown on everything that's going on with the Stampede. So, Russ, before we get into media days, I got a couple of things that uh, I got to mention that happened since we, you know, did the, the beginning of this episode on uh, Friday, which is we picked up a couple of commitments across the Around the Herd segment mm -hmm. uh, or across the athletic department that should have went in the Around the Herd segment. So let's start with football. Picked up a three-star defensive lineman commitment from Michael Lunsford, who is a local guy, Cabell Midland High School. 
six foot two, two fifty, twenty four seven. Uh, lists him as the number three overall prospect in the state of West Virginia, which you love to see. But let me give you a caveat to that. And I don't know how this is going to affect rankings, but uh, recent quarterback commit, right, is not listed on the uh, West Virginia state prospects at all yet. I guess they're still listing him under Ohio. So many folks think he will be the number one prospect in the state of West Virginia when that gets updated or if it does. So at worst, you're probably looking at a number four in the state after some refreshed rankings, or maybe uh, Ja'Kai falls behind number three and he's number four. So either way, I think at worst, you're going to have a number four prospect in the state of West Virginia with Michael Lunsford here. So an excellent local pickup. We love that. We had just talked about the baseball commit that we got from Cabell Midland. Nice little weekend pipeline that we got going there, and you love to see that. Last one we got to mention is we picked up a transfer from the softball team or to the softball team from utility player Bella Gerlock from uh, Corydon, Indiana. Transfers to the herd from Western Michigan. And we talked about this a little bit like away from the show when I saw this. She was a freshman last season uh, for the Broncos. She played 27 games starting 15. Now, look, the stats don't blow you away when you look at it, but I got some context to that that I'm going to talk about. Okay, she had uh, she batted 150 last year for Western Michigan, and I think this is a I don't know what this is a case of really. Like you got to find your way, right? You're a true freshman, but she played in that Florida softball league that we have down here. That uh, you know, Autumn Owen played for the Florida Vibe down or the uh, I think it was the Florida Vibe, but anyway, she played for the Sarasota Circus. Uh, Bella did, and. I saw I was going back through her timeline and she hit seven home runs during the summer league. So maybe you're seeing a player that is starting to find her way at the speed of this level of the game and uh, really coming into her own. So this might be a really good pickup for the herd as far as some run production. So don't let those Western Michigan stats, if you go look at that, that page uh, necessarily make you pump the brakes. The summer league just happened. You're fresh off the hills in that. And this is like some better players from around the country that are playing these pseudo all-star type teams, right? So it's a developmental league. And I uh, saw her last tweet from playing for the circus said she, in her final at bat, she hit a home run, but it wasn't enough to lift her team to victory. So anyway, you want to slice it. Another addition to the herd softball team. Uh, and, you know, this, the scholarship allotment is getting small. If Unless some other players have, departed or will be departing or there have been some shakeups in current commitments from you know the the previous administration the previous coaching staff by our count we should just have one left so i don't it, i don't know how that'll be utilized maybe there's an extra one opened up but that's two more bullet points we had to cover but russ let's get into sunbelt media days what do you say Real quick on Michael Lunsford, his uh, uncle played here, uh, Keith Donahue, tight end, uh, was in the tight end room while we were in school, and uh, also down at Panama City while we were down at Panama City. I don't know if you remember Keith being down there, but uh, uh, I know Keith, and uh, he is extremely proud to have uh, his nephew come here and play for Marshall. Cool, man. Yeah, I love yeah. that local connection. I love that lineage and, and uh, what do you call that? A, a legacy type yeah. deal. He said that he had a lot of opportunities uh, for D1, and he chose to stay right here at Marshall. I love that, man. I love yeah. that. All right, media days. Yeah, Sunbelt media days. course, went down New Orleans there ah, almost a week ago, you know, a couple mm -hmm. of days ago, whatever. We're, we're a little bit late to the party, but we're not focused on the entire thing, really. We're focused on kind of what, 
Huff said, what the mm-hmm. and what how it relates to Marshall. Uh, we know Coach Huff went and he took Owen Porter and Cam Fancher. Some folks felt how they felt about that and wondered if that was a kind of a sign to the fan base that Cam's the guy. And I felt immediately that it was. You don't take a quarterback if he's not your quarterback. So mm-hmm. uh, a, a nice subtle way without having to come out and say it that Cam's the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we felt all along that Cam should be the guy. I think he earned that. And I just don't get this narrative that folks are like, well, he didn't. He doesn't impress me. Well, so what? You know, we're not the coaches. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, a lot a lot of chatter that you see on social media says, uh, you know, this other guy could be. Could. And he could be an all-time great here. So could I, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I, You, know? you, you want to risk, like, proven on-field in-game production for, yeah. I think, next quarterback could be special. Well, Cam kind of is already moving towards that, right? He's put numbers on the board. He's put, he's moving the offense. And I don't know what folks want, man. I swear, I still feel like people want him to pass, our quarterbacks to pass for 400 yards a game, our running backs to run for 200 yards a game, us to never punt, and us to force a turnover on defense. And anything short of that is just not good enough. Because I'm, I'm that's a, what we did in the 90s, but we didn't do that in the I, 90s. I, I'm a fanatic in the same way. You know, every, every time there's a fumble, I, I think that it's unacceptable. You should never have one. You know, I get caught up in the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not dragging our fans for doing that. But as a fan base collectively, yeah. we need to just unclench a little bit and say, why don't we see how it goes before we say it won't work? You know, well, why are you not happy with six and one? Jiminy Christmas, I'm happy with six and one. And and the one, you can't really put on Cam. He outplayed Grayson McCall in that game. So yeah. we've talked can, about that plenty of times. I, I can tell you that from charting those uh, the transition from when Columbia was in and Cam was in, we started throwing downfield more. We started throwing over the middle more. Yeah, We, we drastically improved. And not everything is going to be on that quarterback, but he was basically – might as well have been a true freshman because what coach said the year before COVID, you couldn't do a whole lot. Yeah. You know? Um, so no, let's see how he goes. And then I think everybody's on board that we want to play the best to give us an opportunity to win. So if that happens, uh, three, five, seven games in, we're not getting the production we want, I think that we would see a change. So you mean just like what happened last season? Exactly what oh, happened last crazy, season. Crazy, right? It's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Unders- so I think this was a great message to send to yeah. put some faith in your guy and say Cam's our guy. And I say this at least moving into week one because we don't know what's going to happen beyond. Hell, we don't even know if, if, if Cam will be healthy to play week one. But, you know, he looks like QB1. And, what, and deservedly so for week one. So, look, let's start with – I don't know what kind of notes you have. Russ and I haven't talked about what each other have as far as notes go, um, at least not particularly. But what do you – let's talk about some of the things you picked up from opening statement from Commissioner Keith Gill because I've got four or five bullet points that stuck out to me, and, and um, I want to talk about those, really, because it's a conference-wide thing and then some things that relate to Marshall. So – uh, do you have? One, how do you have that? Do you have bullet points too? I got it right up okay. here, and I don't have bullet points. The only thing I want to say is uh, when Keith Gill said that we're fine where we're at with the 14 schools that we have, 
that was before a was major, <laughs> major announcement by Colorado, which again is going to start the dominoes falling yeah. everywhere. So yeah. I know you want to talk about that, I, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that came down like later in his in his um, opening statement, but we might as well talk about it because now that kind of gets nullified and flipped on its ear. Yeah, they had no current plan to expand, and they still might not have any current plan to expand. But if dominoes start falling and the right schools are mm-hmm. looking for a new home, you are not going to turn them away. And primarily, right. I'm talking about I don't know the other right, but let's say you want to go to 16. And we, we could dive into this conversation for a long time. So I'm just going to yeah. gloss over it. But let's say East Carolina is now looking for a home. You're not mm-hmm. going to tell them no. You're going to mm-hmm. bring them right in because nobody fits better into that footprint that's not a current Sunbelt member than East Carolina. I mean, mm-hmm. so if, they, if, if the pieces start crumbling and it just all goes by the wayside, you're going to bring them in because that's a football draw. That's a baseball draw. They were good when they were in conference. They beat us several times in basketball. So they were they're they're a pretty good all around draw. I don't know how they are in softball, right? Because we don't follow American uh, conference teams that closely. I don't even know if they field a soccer team, but we know you know that the Sun Belt is a strong football conference. They're trying to become a two bid league in basketball. They're a great baseball conference, and they're a top two soccer conference. So you have to check more boxes than just football, and they do that. East Carolina does that. So. Um, What's the ideal number of teams? Keith Gill says there is no number ideal number of teams. And people keep talking about media deal, media deal. Well, as these shakeups occur, these things get renegotiated, right? And, and it's unlikely that your media deal will go down. People think, well, you don't just add. They, I think some people think, well, you're adding more teams to the pie. Your pie slice is getting smaller. No, the overall pie is probably going to get bigger. So you'll either stay the same or maybe raise your perception a little bit. But anyway, yeah. what's your take on, on this statement by Gill? Well, I think that it's fine because I think that he wants to be ultra selective and not just expand just to expand. And right. I think that it has to fit the footprint. It has to fit the reason that he brought those four teams, us included, in last year. It was like-minded universities, fan bases, uh, multiple sports, not just football. Everything was targeted. And if you look, we had killer uh, I'm, I, I won't say rivalries, but games against each other in year one in uh, softball, in baseball, uh, even though we came in, you know, in the last in the league and everything, seeing these other teams and everything that got added, ODU getting added to this uh, uh, baseball division that we have here, this conference, basketball was extremely exciting. Uh, I feel like more exciting than Conference USA was last, uh, the year before. Uh, football, of course, was so exciting. How great is it that we're talking about it's really easy to drive to four away games this year? Yeah. So the the regionality, everybody nationally is starting to talk about the Sun Belt and what it provides, and I'm on board for it. I'm on board with what Gil's saying. No, we're not looking to expand, but I think that, just like you said, he will expand if the opportunity is there. Yeah, and they have an opportunity to put a stranglehold, really a stranglehold on G G five football in the East, and really yeah. separate themselves further from Conference USA. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he's one of my favorite things that I picked up on real quick was that he said there are no plans to scrap football divisions. I love football divisions because it provides a true 
uh, conference championship game, right? And you can do certain things to protect that and and have that and protect other things like a dedic if they wanted to institute dedicated crossover rivalries so that you're playing two games but you're always playing, you know, one, maybe you play the same team for four straight years, you know, and and a different one every two years and then you switch to two brand new teams. Uh, there, I love divisions. I absolutely love them. So I'm glad they're not giving those away. Do you have a, a comment on that or, or your next point? No, just hundred percent of what you said, you know, divisions, uh, conference championship games, uh, also the, the travel, you know, you don't want to have a, a schedule one year where you're traveling to Texas and Arkansas and all that. Uh, uh, the way we have it right now, you've got two away games, and the rest are all going to be in your vision. Uh, I'm sorry, two cross uh, conference games, and then the rest are going to be in your division that you're in, cross division conference. Yeah. Um, I, no, I love the setup right now. I think we're doing everything right. It feels like pre college football expansion and everything getting crazy. It feels like those old rivalries, those old conferences that everyone was in, and it makes sense. It's what makes college football good. And speaking of expansion, one of the big bullet points that pick, that perked me right up was that uh, Commissioner Gill said that the Sunbelt is looking to add two to three more primary bowl partners in the, quote, near future. Didn't say this season or next season. It just said near future. Currently, we have six primary bowl tie-ins and several others that trickle down the line if certain conferences can't uh, field enough bowl-eligible teams. But adding two to three more, think about that, eight to nine primary bowl tie-ins to where you could have eight dedicated slots, nine dedicated slots. If you have nine, six, and six teams or better, you got that many bowl. We only got 14 teams, man. So having a, a dedicated bowl slot for more than 50% of your uh, entire conference is awesome. And I think that's one that would uh, really, really make a lot of fans happy, especially when you talk about an expanded college football playoff. Uh, anything else from you from Keith Gill before we move into quickly what Huff had to say? No. Okay. So the the thing with Coach Huff, you know, he was very complimentary about the Sun Belt rising, and that was his whole theme of his – uh, of his whole uh, opening statement for the most part. Now, towards the end, the thing that made me listen and caught my attention was when he said versus last year at this time, strength is up for this herd football team. They've had 100% attendance at all team workouts, yeah. and they are 100% mentally present, which means they are where their feet are, which is what we've heard so many herd greats and coaches say over the years, be where your feet are at. Those things right there, tell me from a non-X's and O's type standpoint that this team is trying to make a run. They are all bought in. They are all on the same page. You're stronger. You're, you're attending 100% of workouts, and you're mentally present. Russ, that's three huge aspects moving into 2023 this season that are huge bullet points to be up from a year ago when we saw a nine-win team. Yeah, and uh, that 100% attendance, I mean, that's crazy. Everybody being on the same page, everyone buying in. I think that that's a recipe for a great season right there. Yeah. The other thing we uh, – a couple of other things I got to talk about is just a little – 
kind of house cleaning things, stuff we we knew already, but we can share with the fan base because he said it. He mentioned that there are 40 new players on this team, 30 portal guys, which we knew, five JC guys, JUCO guys, and 10 from the high school ranks. So a lot of turnover when you talk about what I don't know, roughly 100 ish 110 ish total t- uh, players on this team of course 85 scholarship players so if all those guys are scholarship players that's roughly half of your scholarship allotment that turned over from last year and not, and you know some of it's exhaustion of eligibility and everything but still some of them are not out of that 40 or right not right scholarship and last year that number was either 46 or 48 new people that we brought in so a lot of roster turnover and like i've been saying from the start we have gotten bigger. We have gotten faster. We have upgraded in the depth. It has been a dramatic turnover from my perspective when we're talking about just look going down the tight ends. We were talking 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 six. I mean, everybody has gotten bigger. That defensive line has gotten huge. And <laughs> I, look out. It's going to be yeah. a fun season in Huntington, I think. Coach Huff is doing exactly what you would want in this era of going to the transfer portal, doing whatever you can to upgrade your depth. Yeah. And the other big thing, the last thing I want to talk about from Coach Huff is that he said, of all the players on the roster, Cam Fancher had the biggest growth from where he started last year until now. And if that doesn't help to quiet some of those rumblings of this guy should be the guy, that guy should be the guy, Cam this, Cam that. I don't know what else you can expect, right? Developmentally, that's what we talked about hoping to see, Mm -hmm. is that growth from freshman year to now. And, yeah, he was thrust into action. He appeared into all the games, but he was never a starter. And we said many, many times that he was a different QB from the first game he started at James Madison to the bowl Mm -hmm. game, even though he was dinged up in the bowl game. He just made better decisions. The game seemed to slow down for him. And now to have Coach Huff come out and say nobody has made a bigger growth, had bigger growth from midseason last season till now than Cam Fancher, it's got to make you feel good. Yeah. And uh, something Owen Porter said about him as well was that both of those guys are quiet. You know, that was, that was uh, the, the thing that, that was asked. Luke Creasy asked them that. And uh, Owen acknowledged that both of them are quiet. They let their talk on the field do it. But he said that uh, Cam was way more quiet before. And now he is speaking up and being that leader when everyone needs to hear it. You know, if they're in a a meeting, if they're in a huddle, if they're on practice. And he said that he's not on the offensive side of the ball and he still sees it. So that ought to let you know the growth as well. It's not just on the field. It's as your QB1. Yep, that was the last thing I was going to mention. Uh, Owen basically said last year you had to pull the words out of Cam. He was just Mm -hmm. not comfortable in that leadership role. And that goes right back to the development of a quarterback, right? He He had to learn to be the guy and be okay with being the guy. And then you produce and you grow into that leadership role a little bit, and now you're more vocal. And that's what you want. You want your offense to be led by your quarterback. He might not be the best player on the offense, right? But he can definitely be an impactful leader and one I think we're absolutely going to see have a really big like production growth spurt here from redshirt freshman to sophomore year. Rush, you got any final words on SBC Media Days before we move on out of here? Nope. All right, well, 
there was a lot that was covered. There were some things like rule changes and things like that that you can go back and watch on demand if you want to, I'm sure, on ESPN+. Plus. But as far as the herd goes, these are a few bullet points that really should get your blood pumping about where this team is at. And, uh, of course, our breakdown series is going to continue next week, and we're going to come back and start that again. But right now, I'm going to bring in uh, Ben Westfall, who's the president of the Stampede, the student booster organization. So hang with us on the other side of this break. We're going to have Ben with us, and we're going to talk about all things that is the Stampede. All right, we're back to close this episode out. We've got Ben Westfall with us, the new president of the Stampede. The student organization was uh, started last year, and now we've got some students running the show so we can hit this bad boy for the 2023 season rocking and rolling. Ben, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your afternoon to familiarize everybody with the Stampede and what you guys are all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the goal is just to grow the Stampede as much as possible and, you know, get our student section absolutely rocking this year. Sweet. So let's talk about some of those things. First, I've been calling it the student like booster organization. So let's start there. What exactly is the Stampede? So the Stampede is uh, backed by the Big Green. Uh, we are the student section for Marshall University. So obviously, for years before this, uh, it was called the Maniacs. Um, and it's sort of like a rebranding to the Stampede, uh, which I think I like very much better because, you know, we're a Stampede of Bison. You know, we're going to stampede through our opponents and all that stuff. Um, and I personally like it. Um, it's a good way to, you know, it's just a good name, good brand. Um, the big green helps us out a lot. Um, but of course, you know, with this leadership committee that we have now, you know, we want to take the steps to, you know, kind of be ourselves and come up with our own ideas and, you know, see what we can do to not only get more students into games, but keep them at games. Mm -hmm. Well, that's going to be hopefully an easier thing with a, with a no pass out policy of football this year. So once you're out, you're out, you're not getting back in. So you might want to stick around. There should be a lot of good action going on on the field. 100%. So look, so the, the, the maniacs are what a lot of folks that listen to our show are going to remember, but the stampede, you're right. It was time for a rebrand. It was just, the, the maniacs were just kind of stagnant for a little while. There was really no growth there. And the stampede is a nice breath of fresh air that coincides with the Sunbelt Conference move from last year. So now it's time to grow. So if you are able – well, we're, we're pitching, right? We're also pitching to, to prospective members. Yes. Uh, hey, how do you join? Let's let's start there. Um, a simple Google to the Stampede of Marshall University can help you there. It'll take you to herdzone.com. Um, you know, I'll show my phone. You can get a simple, simple uh, register today right here, and you can sign up. Um, it is a simple, I think, off the top of my head, uh, a simple $20 to sign mm -hmm. up. But you get perks from it. You get a cool T-shirt. Uh, you get a Herd Perks card, uh, which helps you you know, get discounts from other places. For example, like Calamity J, which is one of my favorite places. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, discounts like Glenn's and all that stuff. You can get simple discounts. Uh, you get a guest ticket uh for any football game of your choosing, uh, which is very, very nice. And, uh, yeah, so there's some awesome perks to it. And also you just get to be involved with one of the best uh, student sections in the country, um, obviously the best in the Sun Belt. We got to say that. We got to have that pride. Um, 
And, you know, there's going to be some awesome stuff this year. Uh, this leadership committee that we have, uh, it's a great group. Um, so we're going to get a lot of things accomplished this year. I feel it. Um, and not just for football games or basketball games. You know, we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be at volleyball, uh, men and women's soccer, you know, baseball, softball. I mean, we're going to be all over this campus um, just trying to grow. And it's going to be very exciting. We're going to have a lot of stuff uh, planned out. We, you know, we're going to get things rolling. Let's talk briefly about those perks that you were talking about, not just the herd perks, but that's a major part of it. For your $20, you get what a big green member has to pay a minimum of $60 to get that herd perks card. And then, so you only need to spend uh, at a place that gets, excuse me, a 10% discount. You only need to spend $200 total on the year to get your $20 back. And if you're dining out throughout an entire year, that's very easily done. If you're buying gear at, at uh, Glenn's, it's 15%, I think, very easily done to get that back. If you're getting uh, any work done at TikTok Tire on your car, which is right next to the stadium, very easy to get that money back. But immediately you get a ticket to a football game for a guest that has a $20 value already. So basically we're saying, here's a free shirt. Here's this, here's these perks that you can get discounts and here's your money back in the form of a ticket. Uh, It's a no brainer to join. If you're a student right now, I think that it's been very well planned out with what you get back. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's a great package deal. And like I said, you know, on our, the main thing with the stampede too, is that you get to meet new people. You get to, be involved with something great because you know marshall's not just a university you know and i tweeted this we're not just a university we're a family you know we got to stick together you know we meet new people uh we get involved and that's what i want to see this year is students getting involved you know having fun with it um you know just being a great overall organization so one of the things you didn't talk about that i've seen in the past that i'm assuming is still a thing is you'll have designated priority seating at our arenas, right? They, they will want to uh, provide that added benefit to the Stampede members, so you'll be able to sit down low at a football game. You'll be able to maybe sit courtside in the student, student section at basketball games, or you'll be, you know, more concentrated. And, and I'll tell you something else that I love hearing is that you guys aren't just concerned about being at uh, football and men's basketball because you yeah. know we here at the Thundercast are all about all of our martial athletes and athletic teams and yes. they need a presence. They need a presence. You think about how boisterous you can be at a volleyball match in the cam where it's indoors and quiet. And you know, a, a collection of 20, 25, 30 stampede members can make a huge impact at a volleyball match. And you're talking about hot tickets. They're going to be hard to get baseball next spring going to be hard to get. So if you have a leg up at being able to get into some of those games, that there, that there might be worth your twenty bucks just to just to make the uh, make the membership of the Stampede official. So look, we'll, we will obviously put a link to the Stampede landing page in the description of this episode. Um, I think this is a great initiative, and I I really got to say the logo that they used with the, the seventy one Buffalo man, that's just dope. I mean that is that is so dope, way better than the old Marshall Maniacs logo. Uh, you just look good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just look good. So what are the events coming up um, that we can highlight to where you'll be out and about to make it easy for uh, prospective students and current students to get signed up? Um, So for the main 
thing. Uh, the new student orientation is going to be August 3rd through 5th. We're going to try to maybe come out and, you know, just talk as friends. We're not going to table. Maybe uh, we might table set up, but we, uh, we had to discuss on that. So uh, we're just going to come out as friends, talk and all that. Um, August 18th is uh, part of wow week. Uh, there's going to be an athletic event. So we're going to have a volleyball game that starts at six 30. Uh, we want to see students come out and enjoy that. Um, and also then after that, we're going to conclude football stadium, you know, where there's going to be an introduction to us. Um, so us as the committee. Um, so we want, you know, students to come out for that. Uh, August 19th, we're going to be tabled up uh, for rec fest. Uh, so we will be there. Uh, I also talked to our committee. We want to table at the herd rally, uh, which is downtown, obviously, you know, where the teams come out, uh, they come up on stage, there's good music. Uh, so we want to table for that as well. Just get people introduced, uh, introduced into the stampede and, you know, tell them about the benefits and everything like that, which, you know, we heard the benefits here on this podcast. Um, so, uh, that's what we have for right now. Uh, but we're going to be all over campus. Uh, we're going to plan to have some great meetings, uh, great table events and all that stuff. Great. Just events overall fundraising, uh, to help us out. So is your leadership committee or your leadership board? I don't know the term that you guys use. Is it completely full or are you still potentially looking to recruit and add leadership members from the, from now? Um, so for this year, uh, we have our committee set up, uh, with me and a few others, a vice president, uh, you know, recruiting campaigns and all that stuff. Um, so we have the committee set, but that doesn't mean that you still can't get involved. Obviously you can help us out if you have an idea of what you want to see. Um, you know, the leadership committee will be revealed, uh, in short time. So, um, you could just message one of us, get a hold of one of us, find one of us on campus. Obviously, you can give us an idea of what you want to see at a game, at a football game, a volleyball game. Uh, then we'll put it together. We'll you know, talk about it uh, in a meeting. And obviously, that helps you get set up for next year. So we have a couple seniors. We have a few freshmen. We're pretty much spread out all over in the committee. You know, we're every single class, and that helps us. So when a couple people graduate, for example, I'm a senior this year, so um, – whenever I graduate, someone else can take that spot. So being involved helps you with your chance of getting a part of the committee for the next year, the year after, if you're that vocal enough, uh, you can get involved. Yeah. Uh, you had, this is on uh, way back in June, mid June, but uh, you had a thermometer goal uh, of a thousand is the goal to reach. And you guys are up to 200 uh, back in June. So Hopefully with uh, putting this information out there and incoming freshmen hearing about it for the first time, you guys can notch up uh, several more rungs toward that goal. But uh, plenty of benefits to join. So talking about 20 bucks spent and you get it given right back to you and then some and all that money's going toward our student athletes. So it's, it's a great deal for us incoming freshmen to get involved. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Um like I said, it's a great way to meet new people and get involved. Um, it helps us as well as the Stampede because the $20 as well, you know, that could possibly help us set up for cool tailgates, uh, you know, help us with funding and all that stuff. Um, so it's a great way to help us and help you out as well um, to just build the Stampede, get this grown, uh, and ha just have a blast. So if this is uh, – this is – 
not something you're probably thinking about, right? Because your current students and, and the people, your target market is current students. But for guys like me and Russ, we look at this and we say, this is where you capture big green members because mm -hmm. this is where you build that rabid fan type mentality that most of us get in college. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you, I was not a member of, I don't even think the maniacs were a thing back then, Russ. I don't know if we had an official uh, student organization back then. I think the maniacs were after I graduated even. I, I think so too. And if it was called something else, I don't think that they uh, went by and talked to us yeah. about it to where we had an idea about it. So if it was there, they didn't market it towards us. And I think the marketing on this has been ratcheted up very well. And uh, along with that rebrand, it was a fresh start. So uh, I don't think it was KD. So this is what I'm saying, Ben. This is this falls on to the to the point that we could be building those alums in four, five, six, seven, ten years that feel good about buying season tickets, feel good about making donations to the Big Green, feel good about making donations to the Thunder Trust. And as we move forward, that's the kind of stuff you know that we need. We we need to capture a whole new uh, era of fans, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to start. At Marshall, it's going to start with the Stampede. If there's anything that the Thundercast can do to help you grow, we want to do that, right? Because that's our whole goal is to galvanize this fan base, make it the strongest, most um, most passionate in the Sun Belt, in the nation. And it's going to start right at home in Huntington, West Virginia, on Marshall University's campus. So if you got uh, anything else you want to talk about before we let you get some of your afternoon back, let's have it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with the stampede and all that, like the main thing for me, and I've obviously, you know, I mean, you could tell behind me, I've been a Marshall fan my whole life, grew up Marshall. Um, and the one thing for me that's been my goal lately is obviously we see students, you know, kind of dip out at halftime at games. Um, because, I mean, it's Huntington on a Saturday night. I mean, we know what they're going to do. They're going to party it up. Yeah. Um, so what we want is – to just have people there stay all four quarters or all, you know, three to five sets, all um, two halves at the soccer games. We want people there and we want them to stay there, have a great atmosphere because we want to be up and cheering. We want that zone to be loud, the new capacity zone uh, to be loud, to be rocking um, every single game, not just the important games like Virginia tech or, you know, our homecoming game. We want every single home game, to be rocking. We want the Joan to be shaking. So, uh, and it's like you said, it starts with the stampede and you know, that helps us grow to all around Huntington and people see what we have growing. And they're like, man, we want to get involved with this. We want to help out. We want to have a, you know, great atmosphere, great tailgates, uh, just an overall great experience at Marshall university. And, you know, that's what we strive to, to have. Do you have a dedicated, dedicated tailgate spot? Uh, we do not, uh, Yet I didn't mention that to one of our uh, one of our members, uh, Shay Ash. Uh, I talked to her and I said, you know, I want us to have like a personal tailgate. You know, maybe have some music, have a grill out, and all that stuff. Uh, just have fun. Students come in. You know, they can talk to each other, uh, eat some food, uh, bump to some music, just have fun, cornhole, everything. So I even have you know cornhole boards right over there, so we can use that. Um, just get them out, having some fun, just be themselves. 
I can dig that, man. I can dig that. Let me let me drive one point home that you just said about wanting students to stay all four quarters or the entirety of a game. Um, I don't know how many of of uh, these folks that are going to be listening to this are donors to the Thunder Trust and the 1837 NI Honors Club. But I did an hour-long interview with Owen Porter, right? And that's that's up on their YouTube channel, and you have to be a subscriber to listen to that. But I will tell you this, and part of that episode, he flat out said to me, there is no better feeling than running out of that tunnel to a packed Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And when Owen Porter says that to you, he's saying that also to students because you matter, right? Your, your loud, raucous attitude matters to those guys when it's a third and short and they need a stop they need you screaming till your lungs blow out right so staying all four quarters means the world to these guys when they know that they're in a tight tooth and nail game they can hear that crowd change the complexion of the momentum in that game that's what they need from you guys that's what they need from the stampede and if you you can't just say you're going to be about it and i talk about russ and i talk about this with fans you can't just say you're going to be about it. You have to be about it. Mm-hmm. So it's great to say we want to do this. We want to break season ticket sales records. We want to break big green numbers records. But we have to be about it. And I say it all the time, Ben. This is not a knock on you, but I say it about everything. Championship results require championship level fan support, right? Yes. And that, that is no different from a alum or a student. We are fully behind the stampede. We are fully behind the growth of the stampede. And we want to continue to do projects with the Stampede. If there's uh, things you you need, we want to be one of those first contacts that you make to see if we can bring, even if it's just brainstorm with you, right? Yeah, because absolutely. this is important to us. If they had one of these organizations when we were students, I can guarantee you that Russ and I and probably many, many, many of our friends would have been involved in these organizations. Un- unfortunately, we kind of had to do our own thing. And it was pretty awesome too. But yeah. Um, we can't thank you enough for spending a little time with us today. Before you get out of here, uh, tell everybody what social media platforms that the Stampede and where they can contact you. Just give them the lowdown real quick if you know it off the top of your head, or at least some of them, and then uh, we'll give you your afternoon back, bro. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we run on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we want to get going on TikTok. Uh, we discussed that in our first meeting. Um, we want to get going on TikTok as well. Uh, have some fun with that. So the Stampede, uh, the handle for that is the Stampede underscore MU. Uh, just come follow us. Uh, my personal Twitter is voice underscore of underscore MU. Um, and then my personal Instagram is Easterize18, which is the opposite of my last name. Uh, kind of catchy. I know. But, uh, you know, just uh, follow us on the Stampede mainly. Uh, we want to grow as a Stampede. Um, and I know – as an announcer myself, you know, being able to hype up a student section with, you know, a good chant, you know, a good, you know, get the crowd going is so awesome to see. Um, and I know not just football, but, you know, volleyball is just great action all around. You know, those girls are hype and full of energy. Uh, and if we can have students there that can feed off that energy, it's going to create the cam to be super loud. Um and same thing with soccer, you know, both men and women's soccer, they have energy that's just unmatched. And if that can feed to the students, by all means, I mean, the Hoops Family Field is going to be rocking this year. Um, so just follow us. Uh, if you see one of us on campus, um, 
Absolutely. Uh, let me pull up some of the board members uh, so that way you can know who you're talking to. So some of our members, uh, we got Elijah Cameron on. Uh, we have Hannah Blankenship, uh, Maddie Klug, as well with Shay Ash and William Reinhardt. Uh, those are just, you know, some of the committee right there. Um, oh, and also uh, Aaron Pasco, uh, who is a part of, well, yeah, Pasco. I think that, sorry if I butchered the last name, uh, but he's also with a herd football recruiting intern with them as well. Uh, so it helps to have like a little inside with herd football. Um, so just contact one of us if you have ideas um, and, you know, we're going to get the stampede rocking. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to being front and center every single game uh, that I possibly can. I know with work and all that stuff, you know, kids might have a tough schedule, but just come out to as many events as possible. Not even just the home games, road games too. Uh, I know I plan to travel to Morgantown for the first time, you know, going to go into uncharted territory. So um, come to road games, come to home games, just be loud, support your university. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity. It absolutely is going to be a great opportunity. Russ, take us out of here. Uh, we'll give Ben an official send-off. You can do that and then take us out of here. Yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> Ben, the uh, way we do this every time is we tell everybody that whether you see us at the Joan, whether you see us at the Cam, whether you see us uh, signing up for the Stampede and getting all that money back and then some, no matter where you see us, we're going to be, including the Stampede and Ben Westfall, always saying, go Hurt. Go Hurt. It's the Thundercast. Stick with us next week. The Breakdown Series continues once again. I forgot to look, so we'll figure out who it is. I don't know. I can, it's it's D-Line. Oh, D-Line. This is going to be a great episode then. Make sure you check us out next week. Later. <laughs>